Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives. This is an up-close look at the students, faculty, and administrators who make your college unique. This weekly show shines a spotlight on the programs and people here at YCP. This week's host is Jeffrey Schiffman. Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives, and today we are talking with uh, Joan Marushkin. Joan is a uh, York County resident and had been involved uh, with the Golden Venture, uh, which will be celebrating a 25th anniversary uh, in uh, later this week. Uh, so let's, I guess let's, for, first of all, thank you for joining us. We really welcome. appreciate that. Um, let's talk a little bit about the history. I think that uh, for a lot of people, it's been 25 years since the Golden Venture. Explain what the Golden Venture was and how how that uh, the, the whole thing happened. Okay, the Golden Venture was a Chinese ship that was smuggling Chinese uh, asylum seekers into the country. It ran aground in the New York Harbor in on June 3rd, 2000. I'm, I'm sorry, no. 1993. Yeah, okay, 1993 about right. exactly. And it happened to run aground three days after the president, President Clinton, had declared that they would be stopping the smuggling of Chinese into the country. Um, all of those men were picked up from the beaches, and instead of being released as they normally were to seek asylum. They were sent to prisons around the country. Approximately 138 of them were sent to the York County prison, which had been holding det- uh, immigration detainees since the 50s, and nobody knew about that. And then the men from the Golden Venture arrived. And, and, and so how did you get involved with all that? Well, it turns out that Jeff Lobuck was head of the Bar Association and had put together a team of attorneys to provide pro bono assistance to the asylum seekers. And um, there was some articles about them in the paper. There had been an article that said they had been on a hunger strike after three days. They stopped their hunger strike. And I thought three days for small Chinese men is a lot. They said they had gotten the publicity they needed. And I thought, I don't know about the Daily Record and the YDR being that great. It was great for this area, but really good publicity. So I preached about it, said to my congregation, I was a pastor at the time, that if somebody felt they should do something about it. They should. And then I went home and I thought, hmm, and I prayed about it. And the next morning I woke up and prayed about it again. And I opened the scriptures for the week, which read, I've heard the cries of my people who are in bondage. Go and deliver them to a good and broad land. And I said, oh, okay. So Craig Trebilcock's name was in the paper and I called Craig. He said, we needed a presence at the prison. I called 10 people. Uh, who I knew, friends from a variety of faiths and uh, community activities, brought them together to the prison for no purpose other than to pray and say, we want to know what's happening. Um, I did call the media, having never done anything like this in my life, but I called the media, the TV, the radios, and the warden. And the warden was kind enough to put men with rifles outside the prison and on the roof facing the 10 people praying, and it made the best media shot ever. And... From there, the people of the Golden Vision grew. We did a vigil at the prison every day for a year, and the news spread, and eventually it became a uh, national and international movement to free the Golden Venture. And, and all those men were freed, right? No, a lot of them went back to China, all of those that remained in the prison. Many of them, because they were detained for such a long period of time, there was a real movement on the part of the government. The president had... Sent There was a presidential order saying they would all be deported by August of 1993. However, the people in New York got involved. I will say this, that at that time, the pro bono uh, project that Jeff Lobach mounted was the largest pro bono project 
in the history of the United States. And then on top of that, Cindy Lilwak, his wife joined, and Cindy and I became the co-coordinators together. And so we had two groups. We had the people of the Golden Vision, where the grassroots people on the ground telling the world about it, holding events. Cindy was in charge of the artwork that the men did that was sold across the country and is still recognized as a unique art form. Um, And then the attorneys were working to get the men asylum. We also learned there were men men and women in prisons around the country. And so we built a network and traveled around the country seeking the release of the men and women in the prisons. Many of them got tired of being in jail because of the long process, requested deportation. Um, And then, but those that remained in February of 1997, with the help of Representative uh, Bill Goodling, God bless him, um, President Bill Clinton uh, declared a humanitarian parole for all the men who remained in prison. Interestingly, the women, the Vatican intervened with the women. Very few people know this. Oh, that's I got a call from the Vatican saying <laughs> that the Pope was going to intervene and all the women were sent to Ecuador and welcomed by the nuns and greeted there and given homes and set up their life in Ecuador and opened businesses. And so it was a true international project. It turns out, little did we know, that we were... A, we were working to release men who were being smuggled into the country by the largest human smuggling ring in the world at that time. And so your county is really a cool place. (laughs) And, And the reason we are talking with Joan and talking about this is because coming up on April 25th at seven o'clock on Weinstock campus at your college at the Weinstock Lecture Hall, there will be, a, I guess it's a community event, uh, you and uh, Jeff Trebilcock, uh, Je- uh, 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 Craig, Lo- Tre- yeah. Jeff Lobach, uh, Craig, Craig Trebilcock, Judge Trebilcock, uh, will be kind of recounting the history of this. Uh, do you look at, at that uh, at time, you know, 25 years ago in the uh, early 90s, and look to today and go, what's changed? Oh, you know, a lot has changed. I, okay. I don't do that. I actually, and then I have to tie into events, okay? Because right now, uh, I was am one of the founders, along with Pastor Ramona Kynard and David Smith from Ironic, of celebrating York's unity through 10,000 Acts of Kindness. That took place 25 years ago. 50 years ago, we had the riots. When the Golden Venture came, we basically uh, were touted as a county that they thought it would be safe, that no one would pay attention. And then people stood up and said, ah, your county does care about people. So we had that whole aha moment where we saw that York was a bigger and better county than people believed. I want to interject and say, since that time, there are dozens of people that I know and have worked with on many uh, events in York who believe, as I do, that York has the ability to be a model nation for the country, showing we have overcome our past. So we have Celebrating York's Unity Through 10,000 Acts of Kindness this summer, which is a two-mile-long table a multicultural festival, diversity dinner to basically, one, beat the Guinness Book of Records for the world's longest table, but more importantly, to show that over the last 50 years, York has uh, developed a lot of unity and diversity. So we're doing it to promote unity through kindness, to build the table of brotherhood that Dr. Martin Luther King dreamed about, and to claim York as the kindest place in America. And, and so we see that there were these steps. We had the event in the 50s we had the 
the immigration that opened up, and it opened up an understanding of immigration detention, not just in York, but across the country. The Golden Venture has had an impact on immigration and detention law since the 90s across the, and in fact, the, the uh, Museum of Chinese in America did a big uh, show about it and the men's artwork and exactly how the people were involved and the legalities of it back in October of last year. So it's been fascinating to see that whole uh, thing play out. So yes, it's uh, the kindness and the goodness of York continues. Have you um, kept in contact with any of the men? Uh, do we know where some of them are? We do know where some of them are. I am in contact with a few. There are Golden Venture, people of the Golden Vision, uh, who were part of that group, the grassroots group, who are in contact with many of them. Some of them are living in the area. The interesting thing, and I will say this, some of the women, if not all of the women, came back to the United States, and that's kind of known, okay? But but their whereabouts is not known. And, and it's interesting, um, they basically, every single one of them, everyone, has set up a wonderful, productive life. And they are integral parts of their community, but they will not talk to the media about it. And this is not a golden, just a golden venture because after that, I worked for Church World Service Immigration and Refugee Program for many years. And refugees and asylum seekers very often believe they are moving forward. They do not okay. have the Western practice of let's talk about our past <laughs> repeatedly, okay? So They're they, moving forward. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. Understandable, because mm -hmm. obviously there was a reason that they left their country. Right. So yes. so they are looking for a better life, I guess, is probably the best way to look at it. Yes, and if I can, one no, important absolutely. fact that people don't know is they were here because of, well, I mean, people know this, for coercive family planning and forced abortion. In 1996, we had Ira, Ira, a very anti-immigrant law passed that was very distressing to a lot of people because of the things it did to the immigration program. However, in that law, there was this little section that allows China, that allows asylum for Chinese persons who are seeking asylum because of forced abortion and sterilization. That was an eye-opener to me because the people of the Golden Vision who had no money and were basically a grassroots kind of uh, ad hoc, multi-faith group of people uh, interested in freedom for these people lobbied against FAIR, which was a very anti-immigrant form with right. millions of dollars. We lobbied with Congress to have this piece of legislation passed. And it shows that the voice of the people can be heard and the voice of faith groups are very, very important. So although the whole overall act was a disaster, that one little piece shows it is possible. So when you're told to call your congressman or woman about something, do it. You can make a difference. Each phone call letter will make a difference. Last question, Joe Marushkin. Uh, did you ever think that you would get so involved in something and that it would last for so many years in your life? No, and this is the interesting thing. Um, and I will just say this. I believe that we have opportunities when the universe or God opens up a door for us and we walk through it having no idea where it's going to go. But if we keep walking, it's amazing the wonderful things that happen. 
Joan Marushkin, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Again, the event will be the Golden Venture. Uh, it'll be April 25th, 7 p.m. in Weinstock Lecture Hall. It is a community event. It's going to be uh, historical, obviously. Absolutely. Uh, and and um, I, I know most of the particular, you are going to be on the panel. Jeff Lobach is going to be on the cat panel. Uh, Judge Trapilcock is going to be on the cat panel. I know there's one other person. I'm not quite sure. I am. Well, it, it will be a august body, I'm sure. And uh, it will be a very interesting uh, look back because it's something that uh, I, I lived too. I was a news reporter at the time. Uh, in in the community, so I lived it too. So uh, I'm I'm fascinated by uh, the, the the fact that that it's 25 years too is, <laughs> yeah. is a, a little bit much. Thank you very much. Appreciate You're your welcome. time. Thanks for joining us for WVYC's Perspectives. The program airs weekly on Mondays and Fridays at nine o'clock. Public affairs program is also available as a podcast at wvyc.podbean.com. Jeffrey Schiffman serves as the executive director of Perspectives. We hope you join us again for this in-depth look at the York College community.